This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 26th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. Key lawmaker calls for new farm bill. Meat processing largely back. And equipment CEOs, infrastructures critical. Scott suggests CRP as a fix for low prices. The tough farm economy and the dim prospects for its improvement anytime soon has some lawmakers saying that it's time to rethink U.S. farm policy. Georgia Representative Austin Scott, who's competing to be the top Republican of the House Agriculture Committee, tells AgriPulse that Congress needs to write a new farm bill next year. The 2018 farm bill doesn't expire until 2023. But Scott says it has proven inadequate with the prolonged slump in commodity prices. Asked what Congress should do, Scott said one interesting idea is to return to an old set-aside type program where you took more of the acreage out of production, where you actually reduce the supply, and then hopefully you get a price level that is profitable. He says that could be done through expanding the existing Conservation Reserve Program, which was created in the 1980s in part to reduce production. Keep in mind... What Scott's talking about is supply management, which was a key feature of the Depression-era farm programs that Congress ended in the 1996 Freedom to Farm Bill. He wasn't clear whether he would want to pursue a new farm bill if Joe Biden wins the White House and Democrats retain control of the Senate. But if Democrats do take over Congress and the White House, climate legislation is going to be a high priority. And farm bill programs may figure into that. Biden has called for dramatically expanding the conservation stewardship program, which rewards farmers for improved practices on working lands. By the way, Scott also said he's concerned about the remark that White House Trade Advisor Pete Navarro made earlier this week that the phase one trade deal with China is over. Navarro now says the comment was taken out of context. It wasn't. And President Donald Trump later tweeted that the China deal is intact. Scott said, I'm not sure that we know everything that went on yet. You can watch our Washington Weekend Review for a portion of our interview with Scott at AgriPulse.com. Barley farmers seek to capitalize on access to China. U.S. barley producers are hoping to use the Phase 1 deal to move into the Chinese market, even though U.S. supplies are still limited. Generating more malt barley sales matches U.S. farmer preferences for contract growing, but there is also significant demand for feed barley in China, said Brian Lomar, U.S. Grains Council's director in China. While the United States currently has a limited exportable supply of U.S. barley, the long-term potential for sales is worth exploring with Chinese importers and end users. China's feed barley imports fluctuate between 5 and 19 million metric tons a year, and the primary supplier is now Australia. China only imports about 7,000 to 13,000 tons of malt, but the country's craft beer industry is expanding and the U.S. Grains Council sees a large potential for sales of the value-added product. Meat and poultry production, nearly normal. U.S. meat production was hit hard by COVID-19 for a while as processing plants became hot spots for the spread of the novel coronavirus. 
but processing is almost back to 100%, says Deputy Ag Secretary Steve Sensky. There was a time when the meat processors were being hit by the illness among workers. We were down close to 50% of capacity, and it was having a big impact not only on the availability of meat for consumers, but also having a negative impact on producers because they had the animals with no place to go. But now, Sinsky said, U.S. beef and poultry processors are running at about 98% capacity, and pork processors are running at about 95% capacity. He said, we are largely back, and I think you're seeing the results of that in supermarket meat cases. Now, according to Sensky. Union updates virus toll and urges protections. The United Food and Commercial Workers is calling on food companies to reinstate hazard pay for frontline workers of $15 an hour as the number of deaths in meatpacking and other food plants continues to rise. And as many states see spikes in coronavirus cases, UFCW also wants to see a public mask mandate in all 50 states and the establishment of a national registry to track COVID-19 infections among frontline workers. The union, which represents 1.3 million workers nationwide, says 238 of its members who are frontline workers have died in the last 100 days. 29,000 have been exposed to or infected by the virus. At least 82 of the people worked at grocery stores, 65 at meatpacking plants, and 28 at food processing facilities. Equipment CEOs push for infrastructure funding. CEOs with the companies that make tractors, combines, bulldozers, and other types of heavy equipment say infrastructure spending is badly needed to help their industry recover from the COVID-19 crisis. Some 83% of CEOs surveyed by the Association of Equipment Manufacturers want a significant investment made in infrastructure. More than one-third of CEOs also say they have furloughed up to half their employees. One in five have laid off as much as 10% of their workforces. Some 59% of respondents say the sector is not getting enough support from the federal government to address challenges caused by the pandemic. Take note, some 49% of the CEOs cited agriculture as a primary segment of the business. Senators ask EPA to reject retroactive waivers. A bipartisan group of 16 senators led by Senators A.B. Klobuchar, a Democrat of Minnesota, and Senator Johnny Ernst, a Republican of Iowa, are asking EPA to deny 52 retroactive biofuel usage waivers requested by refiners. These petitions should not even be entertained because they are inconsistent with the Tenth Circuit decision, congressional intent, the EPA's own guidance, and most importantly, the interests of farmers and rural communities who rely on the biofuel industry, the letter reads. In January, the 10th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals struck down three waivers that the agency had granted. The court ruled the agency improperly renewed waivers that had lapsed. Here's today's He Said It. Absolutely, the Farm Bill needs to be replaced. That representative, Austin Scott, a Georgia Republican. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 26th. 
Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.